Welcome to Coupled, a relationship and marriage podcast with Okeze and Chineze, where they help couples see each other through the lens of God. Be blessed. Hello, guys. Hi, everyone. Yeah, welcome back to our podcast. It's Coupled with Kez and Nez, and I'm Nez, and with me here is... Cares. How are you doing? Yeah, we hope you're feeling good. Uh, we've had a lot happen in this part of the world where we are and um, in Nigeria. And we, it's been a trying time, really. And we so we're hoping that for our viewers who are also in this part of the world, that you are safe, you're feeling good, you're, you're making sure that, you know, your mind, body and soul are being refreshed daily. As just to keep you in peace or your mind at yes, peace. Yes, as much as possible. Um, one of the things I would advise people at this time is we need clarity. There's so many voices, like you said, babes, um, some days ago. There's so many voices and we need to be able to sift through all the confusion and be sure that we are listening to what God is saying. And um, I can give you this one free of charge. God is saying, peace be unto you. Amen. God is saying, enjoy his peace. Amen. His peace that passes all human understanding. That's a peace that doesn't um, follow follow the trail of logic. It's a peace that um, actually is derived from God himself. Because God is the prince over the area called peace. And that's why the Bible calls him the Prince of Peace. Peace is actually a location in the spirit. When you get in there, nothing moves you. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true, guys. So let, let the peace of God keep your heart and your mind together in him. All right. So, babe, we're back again and we're continuing in our series on friendship in marriage. Yes, on friendship in marriage. And today we'll be looking at communication. And um, we're going to just um, touch on a few concepts around communication. Uh, Communication is the lifeblood of every marriage marriage relationship. It's about talking. It's about inputs. It's about outputs. And it's about feedback. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do you want to... Yeah, uh, and so we're, we're, we're going to ask ourselves, what are the building blocks of communication? By no means is this exhaustive. We're just trying to identify what could help you, working tools to help you build communication with your spouse. We need to understand that everything in our universe revolves around communication. There is input, there is output, and there is feedback. So you must be sure that you mean what you say and you say what you mean, and that when people perceive what you say, feedback can be provided. And it's the same in marriage relationship. You see couples misunderstanding each other. And I love the way Bible puts it. And I was tri- just for emphasis purposes, it's important to restate it here. You know, when Peter was talking to husbands, he said, Husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. And then we go to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 7, when Paul was talking to believing husbands and unbelieving spouses. He said, If your spouse is unbelieving and is still pleased to dwell with you, he said, Do not put her away. 
So what is it trying to say? You see, one of the core things we need to understand in the area of marriage and communication is, is not really love that keeps you together, so to speak. It's actually dwelling with each other according to knowledge mm-hmm. and the other person being pleased to dwell with you. So the most important thing is to ask yourself, how best can we dwell together? And one of the ways to understand how best you can dwell together is to review your communication. What is the level of your communication? Communication is in levels. Exactly. The way you would communicate with an outsider is different from the way you would communicate with a parent. The way you communicate with a parent is different from the way you communicate with a sibling. The way you communicate with your pastor, the way you communicate with your boss, the way you communicate with an intimate friend. So you see there's a gradation of communication and it deepens as the intimacy increases. It deepens as the intimacy increases and then as the intimacy increases, it enriches the communication and the communication deepens further and it enriches intimacy. It deepens intimacy. So we see a virtual cycle is created. Communication deepens, intimacy enriched. With enriched intimacy, it feeds into communication. Communication deepens, you know, it deepens further. So we see that virtual cycle we see that in our relationship with god have you ever tried it that when you're not communicating with god in the place of prayer praise and spending time with him speaking to you through the word you find out that if you leave it up for one month you're not communicating with him you're not spending time with him so the next time you come back it feels like you're talking to a stranger but when you keep that when you're consistent with that spending that time with him you find out that it begins to deepen he begins to listen to you begin to understand his heartbeat and what makes him happy and what happens your intimacy is enriched because communication is deepened and so it brings me to the first building block which is what time Hmm. babes you can train a little bit on time so for time um with communication as um, we all know, especially in, when it comes to relationships or marriage, time is very important. Um, some people have it as their dominant um, love language, while for some other people it might not be primary, but it's still very important to them. It's still needed maybe as a secondary love language. But I don't think there's any relationship that can thrive if you don't make out time for it. If you don't yeah. invest So you need time. to invest time. You need to make out time for your spouse you need to make out time even in that relationship which you hope is leading to marriage you give it time because anything you don't if you don't feed it if you starve that relationship it's not going to grow you're not going to have a better understanding of each other you're not going to move past because i mean once you're not feeding something it's like it's stagnant so when you come back to it you're just at that same point where you left it and you can't be expecting it to have grown when you haven't done the needful to take it to that place of growth so spending time with your spouse and not just uninterrupted time productive time very productive time. not time that you'll be spending uh, both of you are all on, on your, social on, on your, your phones, phones browsing through social media and just you're yeah, just physically available but you're not, not emotionally or, or, or you're mentally not actually, available yeah available yes exactly so you need uninterrupted time you need to ensure that you make out time for them even if you guys have um very serious um you know um packed up schedules 
find a way so if you're going to put see um my husband's gonna i mean i'm sure sometimes he just thinks oh babe you're, you're at it again but the truth is sometimes you need to put some things on a timetable yeah for it to get done yeah so and it's not it doesn't mean that you're trying to stereotype your relationship or your marriage it just shows how important it is to you and until so when you put it first as you know something that needs to get done and you keep doing it before you know it becomes a part of you you know it's practice that makes perfect so both of you now already realize it's become like a subconscious oh today oh we've not had our moment today or oh we've not spent this time today. so if you need to schedule a time with your spouse or with that in that you know or with that person you're dating put it on a timetable especially for people who are very busy oh yes put I, it in on fact a i remember my bico said something um i i i read him i i i i read him i listened to one of his messages a very long one but very interesting about the focused life the power of a focused life and he was talking about scheduling and he mentioned about actually he had to schedule time with his spouse you know most times they are so busy and they just agreed that they were going to schedule a portion of their day where they will have uninterrupted time with each other and that sometimes they actually show up and there is really nothing to talk about but by showing up they say okay how was your day and by the time they begin to you know spar back and forth talking about their day before you know what's happening something comes up and the conversation is enriched and at the end they end up living refilled refilled and you know happy yeah and it doesn't mean that in the course of the day you don't get to speak with your spouse you know but that quality time that one that is your own time i mean now that we're saying it, we also need to go back and maybe review what our own timetable looks like because oh, yes. it's like just spontaneous pockets of time where we are like, okay, yeah, we can have this time together and yeah. things like but, that. But you know, I guess it's probably the lockdown also because we were seeing each other, we're talking, yeah, you know. So we but, just but, feel... but then when we're working, I remember we, we always planned, even though I, I sincerely, I must confess, I didn't really keep to my path most times and, you know, I really had to because... It was really important to my wife and she told me we need to have a date time not at home we just go out spend time with each other talk talk i mean just to know how so we've been talking about checking up on your spouse being sure these are part of the things communication until i sit down with you and say how's your week been are you okay what are you going through is there a challenge because we just go through these motions of life and Sometimes you forget that the other party may not be on auto cruise as you are. Yes. They may have things that have happened, like in these times where it's a bit trying, your spouse may, may just need you to, and that's also part of what builds friendship, right? Where you're able to say, okay, babe, how are you really feeling? Yeah, and, really and you know, it, it takes you? a while to unburden. Yeah. You know, because you see, the truth is, it's like when you travel and you come in, you don't start unpacking immediately if you're like my wife. <laughs> it takes about a day or two or three to unpack. Exactly. You know, so so when you meet and, you know, for those of you that are business-like and you just want to get it done, okay, they say we should schedule time, 30 minutes we come. We know it doesn't work like that with women especially. You need to sit down. It's 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 like, you know, you, you need to literally, not, not literally make love to her with your words. Mm. That's when she begins to unburden. And that's when she begins to undress emotionally. Mm. Because we all come emotionally dressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people are even wearing winter jackets and some are emotionally. <laughs> I'm talking figuratively, you know. I know. So it, it's as you invest time, you find out that the person begins to unburden. 
unburden on some of the things that she ought to have discussed with you that may have been taken over by other events is at that point because you have invested quality time it's easier for the person to remember oh i forgot to tell you this oh this is what happened and at that point you find out that the thing begins to flow easily it's the same thing in prayer you know when you start off it doesn't really work but you know when you start going deeper you know at that point your your soul is so open and everything it just begins to flow spontaneous you begin to talk you begin to, you begin to you know just unburden yourself and god begins to unburden himself to us in the same way marriage because you know our marriage re- mirrors our relationship, relationship with god, god yeah. so, so so you see it, it's you need to put that time you need to put that quality time because that what, what opens things up you can even start up arguing hmm. yes you can start off disagreeing on something but as you disagree to agree and you go back and forth, you talk with the objective that you know what, we will get it right. You just keep going back and forth, going back and forth. And as you keep investing time, you find out that there's a meshing of minds. Exactly. Exactly. That's what investment of time does. True. And you see, another thing that adds to that investment of time, like I told you, people come dressed. emotionally dressed. And that's where transparency, which is more like openness and trust, is very important. Transparency and trust. Maybe, babes, you could just help us a little bit <laughs> on that, if that's okay. Um. So, uh, openness, transparency. I mean, um, I have to feel safe with you to be open mm. to you to mm. be able to say this is this is how I'm feeling or this is who I am. And you know, like we've always said in some of our um, other um, Tip Tuesday videos that we have on YouTube. We've also said that, um, you know, when someone comes and unburdens themselves to you, you also have to prove yourself trustworthy, right? You can't just allow them undress themselves and then you, I don't know how to put it, you kind of make them run back into their shell. Yes. Maybe based on how you react. Judgmental. Yes, exactly. So... Um, you're in this relationship part of friendship is being able see there are things you would hear that would make you scream one million times in your head but there has to be that voice of reason that says okay it must have taken her a lot to say this it must have taken him a lot to come and say this so why don't I just calm down and um, hear him or her out and let's see how we can walk through the I'm telling you it's not an easy thing to do but it's something you can train yourself to do and you know once you do that you have to make up your mind irrespective of what that person is being open about that you're going to try as much as you can never to bring it up never to use it against them no matter how hurt offended angry you are you're not going to bring it up because the moment you do that, you have killed every atom of trust that person has tried to build in you. And so tomorrow, when something happens, that person is not going to come out open. That person is going to keep the, their guards up because they don't want to be. They don't want to be damaged. They don't want you to do, you know, what you did before. And no matter how much you apologize about it, or you say, "Oh, I didn't mean to say that." and all of that is like it's value is like i gave you a, a a weapon and you used it to stab me in the back so for transparency and openness it's very important 
that if your spouse is coming up to you or even in a relationship and you know trying to be open you need to be ready to for you need to be ready for it be ready for the worst because you might what the, for them being open might be mean saying some things that they never told you even when for those married even when you were dating maybe they've held on to it for a long time and it's been bugging their hearts and they just really want to say it and they come and they say it you need to be very matured about your response you need to remember that this person found me worthy to come and say this too and so it's very critical that we remember that in that moment that they are being vulnerable and we don't take it for granted we don't step on their vulnerability we don't try to shame them because of what they're being open about so if your spouse tries to be transparent about even the little things sometimes every time somebody's transparency may not even be for something negative it could be positive transparency it may just be i just want to be free with you and i don't want you to have you know start building thoughts in your mind every time i come out open so you don't want your spouse to close in on you. You want them to be open. You want them to be free to say what they believe, what they know, what they love. And they're not feeling afraid. Now, we've also had our own fair share of struggles in that area of wanting to say, sometimes he might want to say something and not know how I'm going to react. Yeah. I might want to say something and be feeling, how's he going to react? But the truth about it is we should all get to that point where we can all say whatever we want to say without feeling how is it going to react or how is she going to react and just knowing that no matter what it is somebody is there he's got my back or she's got my back and she's going to give me some solace you know based on what i'm awesome. being transparent about awesome awesome baby I, I mean i couldn't i couldn't put it any better really uh, that, that 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 that's that that just summarized about being transparent and then trust somebody he needs to he or she needs to have a safe place like you said and you know the beauty of safe places is that they come to a place where they're not judged exactly they may be corrected but what? correction is not judgment mm -hmm. you know there's this story in the bible maybe it could just you know put it uh, it could help me you know uh, try to good a not so perfect example though about this whole thing about um being transparent and trusting especially there's this story in the bible about the war general that ran away from war i mean his soldiers were being killed his name is cesera in the book of judges and he, as he was running he run, ran into the house of a married woman they called jael and jael told him come come like that. <laughs> and when he came he said he was weary from battle he asked her for water she and she him. gave him milk mm. in a lovely dish mm. and when he gave him he took the milk and he laid down to sleep and she killed him and she killed him mm. he became vulnerable enough that what the armies of israel couldn't do a housewife did and you know I, I, I've been thinking, I've not really fully unpacked the import of that story, but I kept asking myself, why would a general be willing to, to, to let down his guard in the house of a married woman? First, she didn't judge him. Hmm. She, she didn't, didn't say, mock why him. Why are you running away? Are you not a soldier? Are you not she the... didn't mock him. She oh, told him, come in. She knew he was weary. And he felt he could trust such a person that was not going to judge him. And then there was something she did in the song of Deborah. Deborah said, he asked for water. She, she went beyond water. She didn't just give him milk. 
Bible says she brought it in a lovely dish. Which brings me to the thing about honor. He was a runaway general. But she still honored him as a lord by bringing it in a dish. Which brings me to another key ingredient in communication. Which is honor. Honor is about developing a culture that recognizes people in their God-given identity and not in the tags or labels they've received from people and circumstances of life. The same thing with your spouse. If you're going to truly honor your spouse in communication, you must see your spouse in his or her God-given identity and not in the circumstance in which he or she may have acted out of character with that identity. You must consistently see them in the light of their God-given identity. And that's where the scripture says something about, I think in First Peter, it says about the fact that we should honor all men. And then in the same breath, it's just in one verse, it says, honor all men, fear God. And then it says something, it says, honor the king. The same word that was used for honor all men is the same word that was used for honor the king. And if I can safely interpret it, it means treat everyone like royalty. The same honor you give a king is the same honor you should give all men. Treat people like royalty. When your spouse, no matter what he or she has done, is being treated like royalty, in your communication you don't call him stupid we don't call her stupid woman you don't call him a failure you know what you've created you've created a culture of honor a culture of trust where the person can freely be himself or herself so you see how these key ingredients feed into enriched communication that would deepen intimacy in marriage time transparency and trust and honor. They are critical factors that help to build communication in marriage. And, you know, and with that communication, you notice that the friendship in the marriage becomes... The friendship in the marriage because, because the man knows that no matter how much I failed in battle like Cicera, I can always go home where my wife will tell me just come in and come and relax. Let's let the world deal with their issues. Oh yes, that was what Jael was telling Cicera. She told him, you know what? Leave everything. Just come. Come into the tent. Come into the tent. Wow. She made him forget the failures. And you should, wives, create a home that should be a safe place for even a man that feels he has failed in the battles of life. In that same way, men, you must look beyond your wife's inadequacies and create a culture of honor that keeps reinforcing her royal identity, her God-given identity, and not her failings as a wife in the home. That, that, I mean, that's, that's really um, um, very important, um, like we have said, and very refreshing to know I, I think we have a last point or do we have a, a, a third well, point the, the, the third oh, point is what we're going to yeah and then we're going to talk about um, 
the other factors that okay, build friendships in the next podcast. Yeah. Okay, so we hope that this has been really refreshed. I'm refreshed and I hope you are refreshed. We have taken home to assignments for ourselves yes what we need to go and rework on even as we were saying all of this and we hope that you are also going to be able to um, begin to to see ways in which you can build you know this pure um you know solid friendship with your spouse that would you know transcend beyond just the hello and the highs and the space school fees the, yeah and all of pay that light bills exactly. and all those them you know just things something just deep where you just just your minds and your souls are just you know infused together and then you're having those moments of deep intimacy with each other and so we're also trusting god with you that you know whatever um hurts you know that you have gone through in the place of being open or transparent that healing would come to you and you know we you know we, we can only do better when we know better so for the other spouse you know it's time to begin to um you know train yourself to be ready to accept the transparency of your spouse Perfect. and you know and build honor them. it yeah. must be in an environment an ambience of, of honor, honor. And respect for and each respect. other. Exactly. Exactly, guys. So today, babe is going to be praying before he throws it back at me. He's going to be praying for us as we close. So thank you. Thank you. I, I, I thank you, babes. And uh, just before we pray, there's just this word in my heart. And I just feel so strongly about this honor. There are men that put down their wives in front of their friends, there are men that put down their wives in front of um, domestic staff there are men that put down their wives in front of their children and there are even women that do that in front of family members and all that i think one of the key ways for people that are looking for healing they're looking to rebuild trust in marriage one of the ways you can start is by insisting on creating a culture of honor you need to make a commitment to say lord from today i'm going to treat my spouse like royalty even if they act out of character out of your god-given identity lord i will reinforce it in my words in my attitude and in my actions when you start doing that you may not see a change immediately but trust me trust me as you keep doing it your spouse will begin to act in line with what the atmosphere you've created because you're the closest person. Yeah. You're yeah. the closest person. Don't create self-hate in your spouse. Mm. Don't create low self-esteem in your spouse. Create a culture of honor and respect. Keep reinforcing the identity. I sense that's what God will have me tell somebody. And Lord, as we ask today, we ask that you will give our hearers grace. Amen. Give them grace Amen. to begin to rebuild communication in their home. Amen. Give them grace. As they make the choice to pursue these things, give them grace. Thank you. Thank you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, everyone. And um, we please send us an email on mycouple.gmail.com if you need to talk, if you need to ask questions, or you just want to share the love of God with us. 
we're happy to read from you we also are on youtube and our uh, our name is also coupled with cares and nez yeah. on youtube um you can follow us on instagram at coupled with cares and nez whatever platform you feel appeals to you we're happy to reach out to you via those platforms and we pray so much that your marriage will thrive and you know it will be everything that god designed it to be so that's it for us from us for today and um thank you so much for listening yeah and feel free to reach out to us through our channels exactly and god bless you god bless you have a lovely time and you too bye, bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.